ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. The preferred podcast of cats everywhere, or maybe cats hate this podcast? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I can't quite interpret what that crying means. We will have to consult Ernest Cat Miller to get his opinion. That's a fair point. I, I'm down with this thought experiment. But we are here to cover the world of WWE, which means we're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about SmackDown Live. We're going to talk about, very briefly, talk about 205 Live, because she was terrible. Uh, a little thing called NXT. And, believe it or not, Great Balls of Fire happened. We're going to talk about a wrestling show named after a song that came out the same year that my mom was born. Wow. I'm Owen, joined as always by John. And we're joined as always by everybody out there in the internet. Cool. It's not cool. There is the line that we needed to hear. We're streaming over at Mixler.com slash Zonecast and Twitch.tv slash Ozone Online. Send us your questions and our, your comments. We are monitoring our chat there and our Twitter at The Heel Turn. So, you know, got something to say, something on your mind, want to tell us how awesome we are or how much you dislike our opinions about wrestling, whatever, man. Just send us your questions, your comments. We'll get to them as we deem fit. Owen. Yo. I, I got nothing. What's up? I've I've been playing a bunch of Crash Bandicoot. Playing more Overwatch on Friday the 13th, but I don't really have anything crazy to say about those except for good games. That's good. Crash Bandicoot 3 is really fucking good. Really? Yeah, I I beat it. I got the Platinum. Oh. Because I said, you know what? Back in the day, I have 105% of this game. I'm going to do it again. And it did. 105%. I'm just that good. When they ask what it is about you, you say, I am the one who warps. It's true. The game is called Crash Bandicoot Warped. That was the, that was the joke. I know. You know what else, John? It was double, it was double entendre there, because it was a Breaking Bad reference and also... Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried at all. But you know what else, John? What's up? Crash one's real fucking hard. Yeah, it is really fucking hard, and I bet it's even harder with the the broken new physics. Yeah, but you know what else they have though? Though what? They have the ability to actually fucking save the game. That's true. I can actually fucking save. Yeah, because in the original one, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, but as I remembered, you could only save in the um. In the the bonus stages, right? Uh, I, I thought there was some place on the map that you, you had to save at. I, I don't remember. Point is, they took the save mechanics of the other games and put it into Crash 1, because why not? And I'm actually... Usability. I, I'm actually doing well in the game. I'm, well, I'm further than I've ever been. Well, good. I'm just trying to get this damn colored gem, but... To get this colored gem, I need to get through this whole level full of slippery shit. And also, As you, do. you have to get all the boxes and clear it without dying. As you do. Um, I mean, I haven't done it yet. I'm trying. I'm trying, man. It's very hard. I, I bet it's hard. You know what else is really hard, though, Owen? Uh, Friday the 13th. Getting away from Jason. That's right. 
He's yeah. he's a jerk. He likes to kill, mm-hmm. and he does not have any opinion. He does not care one single second about your opinions about whether or not you die. You, he just kills you. Hmm. Interesting. You can get away from him. It's you. You can do it. You. You won't. He's gonna. He's gonna get you. You, sh- you should do a stream of that and let me chat with you during it. Yeah, sure. I mean, when when you around, you want to do a stream after this show here? I maybe a brief one. Okay. If I can move to a a room that's you know not gonna murder me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll do that. You have to figure out a way to, or you can just talk to me. I can just chat with you and not be able to see what's happening, except for a delay. That's probably yeah, fine. We'll, that's probably fine. We'll figure it out. People who are listening to podcast version, this is useless information. But, but John, then again, everything we do is useless information. But John, now let me pitch something to you. Okay. What if we made a mod for Friday the Thirteenth? Okay. Instead of the woods, let's set it at an airport. Okay. We make Jason Mexican. Whoa, okay. You're starting to lose me. And then you play as a... There's only one, one camper this time. Instead of multiples. Except a, instead of a camper, you're a... Somehow still under contract WWE diva. Okay. What Do, do you think that's something that could possibly happen? I feel like this is some wrestling news here. That, that's exactly what I'm doing. We're going to talk about wrestling news. Jesus Christ. What? What what I do? I didn't do anything. What What is this terrible story that you are about to tell me? Oh, uh, do you remember Paige? Yeah, I do. She's in a bad situation. If... She hasn't been seen on TV in, like, a year. Oh, I'm aware. How is she still under contract? I mean, apparently she's been injured. I mean, she had all that neck surgery and shit. Oh, injured. Like, Summer Rae is injured. Well, I mean... As in, they're sitting on the beach instead of going on the road. Except instead of being on the beach, she's in having domestic abuse happening to her at an airport. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about the, uh, now suspended, uh, GFW champion, huh? Yeah. Today, it actually happened earlier today that Alberto El Patron was suspended indefinitely by GFW until the investigation concludes. Oopsies. But the situation is that there's an altercation at the airport, and it got bad. And there's audio out there that makes it sound like. It's a situation between Paige and and uh, El Patron. Yep. Even though Paige is saying that it was a third party who uh, threw a drink at El Patron. Although it sounds like the instead the the person throwing the drink was probably Paige. There might probably not even be a drink. I heard I heard that you know I I honestly haven't listened to the tape because I quite frankly, have difficulty listening to things of that nature because, uh, that makes me upset. Anyway, I did for um, science. I have, but what I read of some of the, uh, from some of the talk about what was on the tape, 
or some of the transcripts was that it sounded like Del Rio was, pardon me, at one point claiming that uh, Paige threw a drink at him. Uh, this, you know, probably didn't happen, but he was claiming that it did. Yeah, it's by saying there's likely not a drink. But... Right. Right. I just wanted to clarify that mm-hmm. to make sure that that was what you were, in fact, saying. Mm-hmm. But cool. uh, I-, I talked to some of my sources about this subject matter. And uh, you know the whole story about Paige saying, oh, there was another person and all that shit? Yep. Nope. Not true at all. This is oh, of course this, not. This is 100% between Paige and El Patron. Oh, of course. And apparently the situation between these two are way worse than we're seeing through this. I am completely unsurprised. So, it's real toxic, it's real bad, and... Even to the point where the family is trying to step in and tell her to get out of this. It's not going to work, though. Because you know, you know where uh, what Paige's uh, former relationship was, right? No, I don't, actually. Oh, it's your buddy Brad Max. Do you not remember the videos? So, here's my question about all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen in those videos that Brad Maddox has, like, a four-year-old daughter. Yeah. I didn't know that Brad Maddox was divorced. I thought he... I, I'm just saying. How do you know it was through wedlock? It's, you're right, you're right, you're right. I, you know, somehow I guess I figured that Brad Maddox was, like, was married or something. No, actually, in fact, he is a a woman abuser. And... That's why Paige is fucked up, because she was in an abusive relation with Brad Maddox. Fucking seriously? Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus. So... This is the first I've heard of this. Holy fuck. Again, I... What? I, I dig deep into these things, my friend. Yeah, but yeah, that, that was why that situation was real bad. And why she's kind of, you know, clinging on to El Patron, even though he's an abusive piece of shit as well. So... I guess now I feel like I need to raise the question here. I I saw some talk um on the on the internet's uh-huh. uh suggesting that maybe the release of of these the page tapes as it were was not as much a uh a event like the fappening where you know a, a hacking as much as it was possibly a incident of revenge porn. I can you I, comment on this? I haven't heard anything about that from anyone I've talked to, so I I have no comment for that. Sorry. Okay. But uh, take that as take that as the complete and utter dirt sheets mm-hmm. talk, and not even dirt sheets. Literally, just like internet fucking people on internet blogs. Yeah, I'd, commenting on shit. Don't trust people with weird websites on the internet. I don't trust people with weird websites on the internet, but I just wanted to, I was just curious to, to hear if you would heard anything, anything oh. about that, considering that you are now telling me that Brad Maddox is a fuck of shit. Yep, sure is. But uh, Will from the internet in our Twitch chat says that I'm more and more concerned about Paige every day. And for good, I'm and with for you, reason, my dude. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. Hopefully, hopefully someone steps in and stops because Paige isn't clearly gonna do anything no. about it. Look, man, I as someone as someone who knows a lot about abusive relationships here, let me let me say something to you. Like, 
you don't don't know how to get out of those. Like it is definitely a vicious cycle of like, it's very easy to find yourself out of that situation. And then in a similar situation, because it's literally the only thing, you know, as, as, as a friend of someone who's in an abusive relationship and tried to get them out, it's not as easy as it seems. No, it's very hard. Anyway, this is a terrible way for this discussion to go, but this is also a terrible discussion to have, so Indeed. please get better, Paige. Please, please be safe, Paige. Indeed. Hey, John. Please be safe. We have, we have more news. Is it better than this news? It's better, but not good. Great. How do you feel about Austin Aries? All right. Well, I hope you didn't enjoy watching him on Raw because he's not doing that anymore. So I heard. Yeah, on Friday he was released from the WWE, which, from what I've heard, he requested. That's what I've heard as well, and I'm completely unsurprised. Yeah, I mean, he was very outspoken backstage, and he did not want to be pigeonholed into the cruiserweight division. Who knew? I mean, why would anyone want to? Have you seen the cruiserweight division? That's that's fair. Cruiserweight division is not great. The cruiserweight division is in a perpetual state of on fire and horrifically boring. The whole thing is just a mess. Hey, John, remember we used to have a section about uh, 205 Live in the show? Yeah, I was often very upset about it. Well, I've moved it into the raw section because it's not even worthy of having its own discussion. Yeah, like it's, I, you know, I've basically gotten to the point where I don't even talk about what happened on the cruiserweight shit on Raw anymore. I mean, what's the point when, like, Jesus, they put the cruiserweight championship match on the pre-show? Yeah, I remember when I announced that to you, you were like, what? Of course. Of course it is. But, I mean, hey, not to give you some spoilers for... A great balls of fire discussion here, but hey, a perfectly fine match whose place on the pre-show was well earned because there is no momentum in this this fucking division whatsoever. Yeah, wait till I talk to you about two hundred five live briefly. You'll never I, guess what's happening next week. Chomping at the bit. Hmm? You want some more news? Sure, let's hear it. Do you want some good news? Is there ever good news? Yeah, how about uh, the phenomenal AJ Styles winning the United States title at Madison Square Garden on Friday? That actually is pretty damn cool. Yeah, why weren't you at that show? I was at Coney Island seeing a... Nope, 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 nope. Oh, and we don't need to talk about that on this podcast. It's a, it was a good show. Yeah, I, I saw from what you sent me. I, I didn't respond because I had no words for. What? You didn't even see half of it, man. No, I don't want to see. I don't want to see the other half. Thank you. That that seemed like a crossing of worlds I didn't need in my life. Yet here we are. There's a lady from Philly who you would be really into. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I'll show you the video. Nope. I don't want to know the video. Just say it in five words. Liberty Rose. Ask for it by name. That was more than five words, but okay. 
But yeah, if it's a Philadelphia stereotype, then no. I'm good. No, it's not. Like you said Liberty Rose, so I'm assuming it's a Liberty Bell or gimmick. I mean, she just has a cool Liberty Bell on her, the back of her sick wrestling jacket. Oh, she, okay. Does she say, hey, I'm walking here? No. That's does Brooklyn. She, oh, th- does she, like, use a hoagie as a weapon? No. Um, does she throw cheesesteaks into the crowd? No. But she does have cool lightning bolt pasties. Don't say no more. But yeah, congratulations to AJ Styles winning the title. So glad you did that two weeks before I see that match, so I don't get to see the title change unless it's the other way around. None was wanted that day. True. Oh, God. Rhythm Bastard in the chat said Tasselmania. Yeah, it was Tasselmania. He's he's aware. Rhythm Bastard's from the... Originally from New York, so he he, he knows. Wait, has he been to a show? Uh, well, he's name dropping people, so I'm assuming yes. Huh. Well, that's interesting, considering that this was the first ever Tasselmania. But whatever. Oh, then I guess he just is aware of it. It did have a nerdcore rapper as the ring announcer. What, what was her name? Something the Schaefer the Dark Lord. Yep, that's who he just mentioned. Yep, that's the guy. Cool. We don't need to talk about that anymore. We can talk instead about some more good news. Rhythm Bastard, you and I will keep talking about it. Just keep bringing it up in the chat. I'll, I will talk about it as much as you want. Nope. What else happened in news? Hey, uh, the Mae Young thing is happening this week. Oh, really? Well, the parade of... The parade of... The parade of champions, they're calling it, which makes no sense because they're not all champions. But essentially, the thing where they sh- they display everyone like a show pony in the ring at full sales happening this Thursday, and then they're going to start taping the show. What fun! So of course they got to finalize some shit. Like the commentary team is Jr. and Lita, which that doesn't sound like a really great idea, if I'm being honest. But today they added a third person. Oh really? How about one of the greatest women's champions of all time, Medusa? Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's my concern. Absolutely. Now, here's my concern. What if, at the end of this whole tournament, she takes the the belt that they're going to give them, because, spoilers, they're going to give them a belt, and she just throws it in the trash? I'd be into it. I mean, no, we can't do that. The new belt, shiny. She, but she has been known to throw, thing, throw title belts in the trash can, so I don't know. Fuck that belt. Oh, boy. Uh, here, here's another thing from Will from the internet. And I chat. was thinking it was going to be a cup, but what do I know? Uh, he says, I'm excited about the tournament, but I'm worried WWE will ruin all of these women as soon as the tournament is over like the Cruiserweights. Yep. That because... is a very valid concern. Yeah, it's an incredibly valid concern because, like, unless they're just going to funnel all of these women into, like, the various main shows and just, like, really expand on their roster for those, like, I honestly don't understand what the point of all this is when, again, like, at best, we see the women on, like, two segments of a two- or three-hour show. 
It's, it's obvious they're gonna put on an extra hour onto the end of Raw. It's gonna be called uh, what, what's the name? What's a good name for a women's show? Gorgeous ladies of wait, no, nope, no, that's copywritten. But what if they did that? What if they did actually made them all have eighties gimmicks? And cut. Please really- be less racist than than glow. Oh, it's Vince Man. It's gonna be like even more racist somehow. God. But yeah, they'll tack them on at the end of Raw as an extra hour because fuck you. Here's he sit, he sit in this arena for four hours. It's, it's working so well for the cruiserweights. Spo- spoilers is spoilers for two hundred five live discussion. When you're watching that, you can see the crowd so bored they're just looking at their phones and ignoring an actual like brutal match. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So, Will, Will Finnerna has another question. Yeah, what's that? Women. Do you think Asuka might retain at the next takeover and vacate her title because there is no competition, so the tournament could be for that belt? Um, nah, I, I think that I think that Asuka's got to take the loss. Like, I think that especially if they're trying to build Asuka to be, like, a heel now, Asuka's got to take the loss on her way out. I, I genuinely believe that. And honestly, I, I just don't really feel like they have anything for her to do on the main roster right now. Yeah, I, I could see either that or her having both belts, and like having the main roster belt and this belt and defending both simultaneously. But I don't see the women's title, a uh, women's tournament, be for an NXT title outside of NXT. I just don't see them doing that. Like considering that they made Paige vacate the title when she won the Divas Championship. Yeah, but times have changed. Kevin Owens was going after the U.S. title while still a NXT champion. Then, then he lost it. And then he won the other belt, but he never had to vacate. He was going for the U.S. title while. NXT champion. Yeah, but he also never won the belt as U.S. champion, and he started to go for it, and then he lost his NXT championship before that title match. Again, they you know, just because it hasn't happened before doesn't mean that they can't try something new with Asuka. So, no, I'm, I don't disagree. I just I think that they probably wouldn't be the right call. You know my crazy dumb theory, right? No. That Asuka is a free agent, and she tries to, to claim all three belts. That'd be cool. Like, go full Japanese style and have a person wear, like, 100 belts. One for each shoulder, one around her waist. Let's go. I'd be okay with it. I think that'd be super cool. I don't think it's feasible, but I think it's cool. So, yeah, that's all I got for news. You got anything else, John? Nope. Then, important news. Fuck Alberto. Well, yeah, of course, obviously. But uh, yeah, how about you talk to me about your brand's pay per view, Great Balls of Fire? I was surprised by how good it was. Really? Yeah, it was a show that had no right to, you know, considering the build that we've had for the past several weeks, that show had no right to be anywhere near as enjoyable as it was. Now, granted, you know, they had some serious talent on that show, so 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to not be really good when it's like, you know, how do you fuck up Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar? How do you fuck up, like, a dumb as shit ambulance match between the Rom Dog and the Bing Bong? Hey John, are you telling me that you have a full review written up displaying all your thoughts about it over at a website called ProWrestling.cool? I believe I am saying that. Our robot math gave it a good, and I agree with that assessment. John, I worked very hard on that algorithm. Congratulations on your robot math. Thank you. I'm, I'm, good. I'm good at robot math. Thank you, but... Uh, tell, tell me about what... You don't have to go through everything since you have the review, but uh, what are the things that stuck out to you that you would like to discuss? I don't know. I mean, the, I feel like the show was pretty self-explanatory, honestly. It was, you know, it was perfectly fine. Like, nothing about it was really, like, exemplary. Nothing really stood out as, like, this is an amazing show. This is a match that I'm going to want to watch over and over again. But it was, you know... I mean, there was it one. Was, I honestly don't even know if the, I would say that the match itself was that as much as just the bugfuck crazy thing that happened at the end. I'm glad we both know what we're talk what I'm talking about because mm-hmm. that ambulance match was great. Yeah, it was a f- it was a really fun and stupid ambulance match, especially the ending with Roman Reigns going for the spear and then fucking jumping into the back of the ambulance. And then that was hilarious. The they just closed the door. Like he totally misses them. Like he's nowhere near hitting them. Yep. He just jumps into the ambulance. It was perfect. The perfect kind of stupid. And th- and then the camera should just cut and that should have been it. But instead, the Rom Dog's got to look strong and uh, commit uh, attempted murder. Like, he didn't even sell that loss for, like, a second. He imme- oh, no. The bell was ringing, and he was already busted out of the ambulance. I mean, in fairness, he just jumped into the back of an ambulance. It's it not like head he... head on something. That would have been cool. Like, there, there should, must have been a reason why he was not able to stop him from closing the doors. Jumped it back into the back of the ambulance too hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He should have been knocked out a little longer than a second. But what what do I know? He's 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 a rom dog. It's his. Yeah, man. It's he's the yard dog. He's got to look super strong. Apparently, the ambulance is also his yard. Apparently, almost murdering a man is also his yard. Do you not understand the rules of the yard? No, I don't actually. Can we just talk about his justification for why he almost killed Braun Strowman on there Raw no, on there Monday? There is no justification. He attempted to murder someone, and he did not get arrested. Yeah, and when called out on it, he was like, hey, whatever, Kurt Angle, Paul Heyman, and Brock Lesnar, you guys were from the Attitude Era. I thought you all cared about getting extreme. And then Kurt Angle said my famous catchphrase from... From wrestling way back, where he said it was a different time, which I stand by as being a logical answer. And Roman's response was basically, "Whatever, I got rid of Braun Strowman." So, to be fair, base. to be fair, when I say that, you also say, "Whatever." A little bit. But yeah, he mur- He almost murdered someone. Yeah. And he's the good guy. He's the good guy, all right. Are, you, are we sure that 
that wasn't a double turn? I Because I was mean, cheering for Braun when he got up and kept going. Yeah. I Look, man, I would love to believe that this is a double turn, but let's be honest, man. Like, you saw what happened on Monday. I know I didn't because I don't watch Raw. Oh, well, what happened on Monday was uh, Samoa Joe came out and was all like, yo, fuck all of you. I almost beat Brock Lesnar and he's scared of me and Paul Heyman knows I can beat him and that's why he's all yelling about how I'll never get to face him ever again. That's fair. And and double fuck Roman Reigns because you've never beaten me, so go eat paint. I mean, that is also true. It's very true, is the thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they're going to have a number one contenders match next week. And, and of course, the Samoa Joe is going to win because he always beats Roman, right? Uh, Yes, that's one way to to look at it. Or do you think Braun comes back and decimates both of them and sets up a fatal four-way? I mean, that would be amazing. I don't think it's going to happen. Here's my question. If they do set up that Fatal 4-Way, will you get a cheap ticket to SummerSlam to see that match? I might have to. I don't that believe That would be you. a cool match. You'd have to give us a full report. Oh, of course. And and also, Pixar didn't happen. Oh, of course. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I still fully 100% believe that this is just going to be the destiny of the Rom Dog raids versus the Bing the the Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, Brock Lesnar is not Bing Bong. There's only one Bing Bong. But what if they found a way to fuse Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar? That'd be cool. And then that then Roman Reigns just Superman punches him and wins. Sure. I mean, what did you expect? Did you expect Roman to not look strong? No, I did. Hell, he lost an ambulance match, and he still ended up with the last laugh and also almost murdered a man. Yep. And nobody cares. I can't believe he didn't even get, like, set aside, like, being investigated by the cops or anything. That's insane. Not one person cares. Like, there have been arrests in WWE before. They should at least arrest this man. He is not safe. Mm-hmm. A- anything else from Great Balls of Fire? Did you like the uh, the Iron Man match? You know, it was a lot better than I thought it would be. Really? Yeah, I mean... Look, as we said last week, the Hardy Boys don't really have the capacity to go for long matches and have it be interesting or... Something that you would want to watch, let's say. I would still stand by that. I completely stand by that, but hey, it turns out that, like, Cesaro and Sheamus are pretty much fucking experts at what they do, so... Mm-hmm. They can pretty much get a thirty, an awesome 30-minute match out of anyone, and yeah, they it's, it's very clear who's doing most of the work in that match, but... I, I like Cesaro and Sheamus. I would disagree about the part about them putting on a good 30-minute match. I would say they put on a good 10-minute match. Because the last 10 minutes of that match were excellent. 
the first 20 minutes could you know I could have done without I thought it was fine I, I liked the the opening fall and that's all about the only thing I remember yeah true everything like else. it was kind of a bummer that like you know one of the falls that Cesaro and Sheamus got was a fucking count out yeah like I said like it's it was forgettable up until the last 10 minutes and you can even tell the crowd didn't give a shit because they only cared when they knew that the match was going to be ending soon. Yeah. Which, that's the problem with having the counter on the screen the entire time. Is that the crowd was just looking at the timer, saying, well, none of this matters until the end because they can literally have 100 to 100, but whoever has the higher number is going to be the winner. Like, if they would have put the timer away, at least, and, like, made us have to think about it, and actually pay attention to the ring, maybe that would have been better? I don't know. I, I mean, the problem I have with that is I think that, like, a good Iron Man match, Iron Woman match, whatever you want to call it, can get around that problem pretty handily. I mean, like, let's remember the Bailey-Sasha one. Like, the timer being there, like, doesn't make that match any less cool or, like, any less, like, exciting throughout the entire thing. Like, I think if they just had a better match, a more interesting match, the you know, a match that wasn't, like, the Hardys mostly taking a lot of fucking hits and then doing their, their cool moves, like, uh, occasionally, I think it could have been more interesting. That's funny you mentioned Sasha and Bailey. Here's my question for you. Excluding Brett versus Sean, name one other good Iron Man match in WWE. Fair. That's all I'm saying. Like those ma- these matches are not that good. Somehow Sasha and Bailey were like hot fire at the time, so they were able to pull it off. I still try I still mention to you at all the times about that Iron Man match between John Cena and, and uh, Randy Orton that almost killed me. It was so long. Because it was 60 minutes and I almost died. Well, alright then. Yeah, not, not a fan of Iron Man matches. A- anything else from the pay-per-view? The women's match? Oh, women's match was really good. I mean, again, the problem is that, like... Like a lot of things on this show, uh, the division doesn't really have a lot going on right now. And also, the finish wasn't good. Yeah, the finish was lame. The match, oh. I enjoyed the match. It just If you ignore all the bullshit around the match and then ignore the finish... Then yeah, the match was really cool and, and really fun. I think that they did a great job. Like, again, Sasha's one of the best wrestlers in the fucking world, and... Bliss has, like, a very great, really well-defined character and just does cool stuff. Like, once again, her doing that stupid thing with her arm where she pretends to be dislocated is completely crazy. I just think it's funny everyone's freaking out about this is the first time they've ever seen anything like that. When I go, hey, I watched SmackDown. She she totally did that. First time is she's done it on Raw. I know, but it's just... The fact that I'm hearing from other people saying this is the first time they've seen that, I'm like, you guys should watch The Good Show, because she's done it. I remember. I'm the only one who remembers. It is a cool move, though. I really, It really upsets me when I look at it. Mm-hmm. I, like, I know what she's doing, but it still is very upset looking. 
don't know. I mean, I feel like that applies to most of the show. Like, Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar, really good match until the ending, which kind of fell flat. It was one F5 out of nowhere, and it just ended. It's like, oh, we're we're done. Okay. like No no build-up to the end. No build-up and a kind of weak F5, too. Well, he's a big man. Yeah, and I don't even mean, like, you know, oh, it was a bad F5 as much as, like, it was clearly, like, a desperation F5 because he was literally being choked out, and he did it to just get out, and yet, you know... That did it, apparently. Yeah. And some people I can hear saying, oh, they're building up the F5 again. It's like, are they? Because he he only shows up, like, once every month or uh, every couple months. Yeah. And if he's going to be fighting against Rom Dog, he's totally going to kick out of that move. Mm-hmm. Just like we've seen Randy Orton kick out of that, or Triple H, or John Cena. Apparently Samojo's not on that level. Which is dumb. Yes, I agree. I don't know. Again, that was a, a good match, though. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked Samojo bringing it at him. It was great. Enzo and Cass was too long. Eh, I kind of enjoyed Enzo getting the shit kicked out of him a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that Enzo put up a little bit too much of a fight. And also, I think that his promo just like the past couple weeks, was really good, but could have also been good if they, even better, if they maybe cut out like two minutes. I have, an, I have a proposal, John. What's that? So you was doing a whole Frank Sinatra thing, right? Yeah. Where where was this pay-per-view? Uh, Dallas, Texas. Do you know where the next pay-per-view is? Philadelphia. No, the, the next Raw pay-per-view. Oh, well, New York, clearly. Why didn't you save it for New York? Because then the crowd would have appreciated it. Whereas this crowd just went, uh, what? Who's Frank Sinatra? Look, man, he's from New Jersey. He doesn't need a reason to talk about. He doesn't need, you know, to wait for people to talk about Frank Sinatra. I'm just saying people from Dallas are stupid and uneducated. Well, you said it, not me. Of course I'll say I'll say it proudly. Come at me, Dallas. No, for yeah, real. like, come at me. I feel like this is a show where the highs were not, like, super high by any means, but the lows were not very low. Like, the lowest thing that you could say about the show was that, like, one of the matches was just a bad idea that shouldn't have happened, and they kind of knew it because um, they didn't even show it for the most part. Oh, right. I made you review that. Yeah, I I did. Kurt Hawkins versus Heath Slater. Yeah, as soon as the bell rang, I, I texted you. I said, you need to add this to your review because it's technically a match on this pay-per-view. Even if you miss most of it and also you don't see the finish. I got what they were trying to go for of like, oh shit, this is a crazy thing to happen. We need to sell the gravity of it by being like, oh man, just put on a match while we figure out what the fuck to do about this thing. Uh, but... They didn't commit at all. Hearing from people who were in the arena, they were also very confused. And did not care. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the way they should have done it was to have the match go on and then, like, give the context of, like, oh, man, we're just, you know, filling for time here while we figure out what the fuck to do about this. And then have all that ambulance shit or the fire truck shit happen after the match ended. True. 
Exactly. Or just having a small picture in the corner. Instead of having a full split screen and just going, you know what, I actually fucked the match. I mean, even having it in a small thing in the corner is kind of doing the fucking uh, Monday Nitro thing that was always really bad. Well, how, how about this? How about they wheeled out a monitor into the parking lot that had the match on? And, and, yeah, okay. and, and the EMTs were watching it while they were also using the Jaws of Life. I like it. And then also they talked to the commentary team at the camera. Oh, Jesus, no! <laughs> Remember when that happened one week and it freaked you out? Yeah, the Brian Kendrick has never done it again, though. And yeah, now he's doing weird cosplay shit. We'll get to it. I mean, it sounds like something he'd do. I mean, does do shit in Hood Slam, after all. What? You didn't know that? I didn't know that Brian Kendrick was in Hood Slam. I don't. I mean, I don't know if he's currently in it because you know he's fucking in WWE again. But yeah, like, yeah, he probably shouldn't be around that building. I mean, yeah, he was totally doing Hood Slam stuff for a while. Hmm. That's cool. As was uh, Brian Cage. Nice. Lots of Brian's. Anyway. So is that it for Great Balls of Fire? Uh, I mean, unless there's a match that you want to talk about, hell, like hell we no. could talk about the Cruiserweight Championship. Hell no. We could talk about Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. I wish that didn't exist. Also, hey, I wish they did that, it again on Raw this week. Yeah, I wish the curtain jerker for the pay per view wasn't the main event of the regular TV. Whoopsies. Man, that's stupid. Why are you talking about Raw? Yeah, I mean, basically, Raw this week was not really that important. You know, kind of like I said, uh, with the Samojo and, and Roman Reigns thing, it was a lot of similar stuff of just, like, moving the furniture around, basically. Like, setting up for what's going to be coming in, like, next week, and also, like, concluding the fucking storylines that they had already started. So, like, we finally got Finn Balor versus The Drifter. Why wasn't that on the pay-per-view? I don't know, but guess who won? Um, The first ever Universal Champion. Yes. Can't believe it. We finally had an actual uh, Goldust versus R-Truth match. Why wasn't this on the pay-per-view? I don't know. Good question. Great. Goldust Gold won. Great. Yeah, other than that, it was like, you know, they had they set up like, maybe Seth Rollins is going to fight The Miz now. But also, Dean Ambrose is still involved with The Miz, I guess. Why? I don't know, man. Why any of this? What's Bray Wyatt doing now? I mean, he fought Seth Rollins and beat him again. So now where does he go? What was he going to use those wins for? Who knows? I mean, he's not going for the Intercontinental title. Not going for any title, seemingly. Raw's all over the place. Yeah, it is. And they're still directionless heading into SummerSlam. 
We had a, a, a women's match this week. Was it good? Remember when they did Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss last week? Yeah. The setup they did Bayley. it again. Wait, the, what? Yep. Let me guess the champion lost again, right? Did. So in one this week time she, to Bailey. In one week she lost three times. Yep. And the first time was a pretty much a handicap match. Yep. Where she had the advantage. Yeah, now you're getting it. Man, what the... No, fuck, fuck your women's division. It's terrible. It's bad. And Bailey, not even the, the person who's going to get the title shot, got the win. Yep. <sighs> bad. They're, Isn't they're, Raw great? They're going to do a fatal four-way. For that title, too. I bet they are. Is there anything else in Raw? That That's about possibly, all I can... Th- there's nothing I mean, you want to talk about, about Big Cass's promo that he cut to open the show? No, he's not good at promos. Also, he's big ass now. Get it <laughs> he right. is big ass. On the on the pay-per-view, eat balls. Well, well, yeah, I mean, everyone eats balls. Canon. Delicious. Also, his theme song fucking sucks. Yep, yeah, it sure does. Ugh. I don't. I don't want to talk about Raw anymore unless you have something you absolutely need to talk about. The Hardy Boys lost to the club. Why do we need to bring that up? Because now the Hardy Boys are feuding with the Revival. Oh, the team that keeps losing is now going into a feud with a hot team. Cool. Top guys. I bet the. the- Blow off this will be on main event because that's where the revival lives now. Well, apparently not because now they're back on Raw. Yeah, just now they're gonna. They're, I'm telling you, the match will be on either that or on the SummerSlam kickoff. Or just yeah, on probably TV on the kickoff. Whatever. I I like this. This is cool. You know what isn't cool? Them referencing broken shit and then not being broken. Yeah, I was actually going to say the fact that Seamus and Cesaro weren't even mentioned on this episode. Who's that? But you might have heard of them. They're the Raw Tag Team Champions. I absolutely have not heard of that, or whatever that thing is that you said that they were. On that note, that's Raw. Great. Thumb tell up. me about Cruiserweights. Great. I can tell you about the what the Cruiserweights did on my show. Well, first, thumbs up or thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, how's Raw? Thumbs in the middle. Great. Uh, do you tell me first what happened with the Cruiserweights on your show? A tag team match between Akira Tozawa and Cedric Alexander versus Noam Dar and Neville. Why? Because beef. Where's the beef? I mean, it's between pairs of people. Oh. Okay. It was fine. There was Alicia Fox yelling and nothing of really note because it was a purple ropes match and it ended with uh, Zawa getting Neville on the ropes and then kicking the ropes because that's what Neville did to mess him up at the pay-per-view. Holy balls. 
And yep, Dictogo Centon and a three. Okay. Champion loses. Can't believe it. I know, right? But I hear that this was all in setup for an I Quit match between Cedric Alexander and Noam Dar, Owen. Oh, that that was the main event. It was... Whoa! But let me tell you about the rest of the show real fast first. Okay. Um, they do a real dumb bit at the beginning with uh, Titus O'Neil on speakerphone to Akira Tozawa in a room that is totally fake and no way exists in real life. I mean, I feel like that's most rooms. Yeah, but this you you should at least look at the opening minute of 205 Live, because this is so stupid looking. Okay. Ari Davari shows up, hangs up the phone, despite Titus still, you know, being heard, because they, they're bad at audio stuff. And uh, sets, oh, up, no. sets up a match with Akira Tozawa and Davari to open the show. Cool. Do you want to guess what happened? you want to guess who won? Tozawa. Nobody won. What? Because Neville showed up and fucked up Tozawa. Cool. Is this feud still going? Um. So Rich Swan had a match with uh, some jobber guy. Cool. TJP came out to the ring to watch it. And then he beat him in like three and a half minutes in a good match. And then... TJP's like, well, you know, if I wrestled this match, I would have beaten them in half the time. Hey, hey, Jobber, man, fuck you, I, I want to fight you now. And the Jobber accepted, and then TJP beat him in 29 seconds, because he's already been in a match. Makes sense. I don't know what they're doing with these two. Nothing. Oh, uh, Gem and Jack Gallagher came out. Sure. Except it was actually the uh, Brian Kendrick dressed up as him. Oh no! And then the real Jack Gallagher came out, and the Brian Kendrick said that he's a uh, a cheap cheap imitation of William Regal, and he's just a clown, and everyone likes to laugh at a clown instead of you know working hard to get here like he did, because he had you know he had lost his opportunity here, and he had to work so hard to get back. And He's not entirely wrong. Gallagher's pointed uh, responded by going, "Well, you slacked off and you, you you lost your opportunity in the first place, so fuck you." Which also he's not wrong. Can Smoked a bunch of weed and wrestled for weird stoner people in a garage. That is warehouse, I guess. That's not canon in WWE lore. And then the main event was Cedric Alexander and uh, Norm Darn, and I quit match. Wow. This match was surprisingly brutal as fuck. Like, some of the shit that they did to murder themselves to a crowd that didn't care was fascinating. Including one really creative spot where uh, Norm Dar took off the uh, the protection, you know, where the, uh, the turnbuckle metal thing is it connects the pad to the uh the bar right? mm-hmm. so he, t- he took out the covering for that but then noam dar got or then um cedric got the advantage put noam dar's fingers through the hole of that of that metal thing and then bent his fingers backwards oh and it looked 
fucking awful. Like, that's such a creative spot, but also, what the fuck? That had to hurt so much. Yeah. And just getting flashbacks of that Cassius Ono William Regal match where Regal just, like, fucking broke all of his fingers. Yeah, or just any Pete Dunn match because that guy's an asshole. Nope! But, uh, yeah, the, the match ends with uh, Cedric putting Norm Dar's arm into a chair and then asking him to say, I quit, him saying no, stomping on the chair a bunch, break his arm, ask him again, still no. Does it? Keeps stomping. Then he asks him one more time with like a real like evil smile on his face, like just say I quit. And Dar's like and actually like smacked him in the face. And Dar said, Fine, have it your way, and then continued to stomp on his arm breaking it until he eventually had to yell that I quit. Ow. So Cedric was kind of a real piece of shit at the end of the match. And I felt like this was a double turn. Hmm. Though it might not have been, because also Noam Dar is kind of a dick. Because WWE. So, so, actually, he might be a face. Because at the end of the match, he, after Cedric Alexander was leaving, Dar again said, I quit. Except he was looking at Alicia Fox and saying, I quit you. Quitting Alicia Fox. What? He's, he's leaving Alicia Fox. Why? Because he said the only reason, you know, like he, when he signed, he was a 22-year-old, and he's the youngest, you know, person on the Raw roster. And he only did it so he could get, you know, some popularity by claiming himself to a name. And uh, it's more trouble than it's worth. And also, he has women in every country that want to be with him, including everyone in the crowd. Wow, that's fucking dark. Right? It's pretty, but also kind of awesome. Nah, that's, that just sounds like a dick move. Yeah, but also Alicia Fox is hopefully going away. Because That I can't disagree As with. I said, this Cedric Noam feud has been, been pretty much killing me. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, at one point, Drew Gulak had a press conference and he apologized for... A lapse in judgment of trying to jump off the top rope that a couple weeks ago, and he's gonna settle it once and for all next week. Facing Mustafa Ali again, sure, in a two out of three falls match. Sure, I I hope it's good. I like, and I hope that the good team prevails. Hashtag no fly zone. Nope. <clears throat> they should just have the match on the Battleground kickoff show. That way Drew has a, has a hometown advantage and also I can cheer for him. That wouldn't be a bad idea, honestly. Go, go Google that go. I, I give, anyway. I give 205 Live a, th- a thumbs in the middle because that main event was brutal as fuck. Sure. Smackdown, though. Oh, Smackdown. You mean the, the best show of the week? I, okay. I I think it is. This episode is okay. It opened with uh, the new United States champion. AJ Styles. You, you know him? How much did he want? Uh, none, in fact. No, actually, he wanted all of it. 
because he cut a promo saying that the U.S. title has been overlooked for too long. And fuck the Intercontinental title. This this is how you handle a mid-card t- title. Okay. And uh, he says that w- when you look at this belt, whoever is in possession of it is the best. So he is going to do something that a, a, a recent United States champion did to bring prestige back to the belt and have the AJ Styles United States Championship Open Challenge. Wow. And it starts now. Did he say you want some, come get some? Nope. He just said the, the challenge starts now. Okay. Then he waited. No one, no one answered. No one. They didn't want none. Looking scared, boy. But then, a familiar song hit. You, you know who actually wants some? Yes, I do actually. John Cena. Yep. Which makes sense. Yeah, of course. So I was excited. Because, hey, I like the other times we saw this match. So, uh... Yeah. They set up. The, Greg made the announcements like a title match. And then before the bell rang, Kevin Owens like, Actually, no. Oh, no! Go away, John Cena. Why are you even here? And that's all set up because Rusev blindsided Cena. And the heels decimated both of them. So, uh, there you go. Drama! That set up a, uh, a tag team match for later in the night. As you do. Then we had an interesting match between Jinder Mahal, the WWE champion, and, uh, my adopted son, Ty Dillinger. Fuck you, he's mine! I adopted him, he's mine now. No! Hey, it's your fault you, you didn't, you didn't pick him up from NXT. You were late. He, he was waiting on the curb the whole time, and I, and I, and I just rolled on by and said, Hey, I'll take care of you. <laughs> and then he said 10, and I said, Perfect, let's go. I'm going to hiss at you. Okay. Well, the tie made Jinder look good. But then he got squashed. Wow. But the fact that we got to see Ty fight the WWE Champion is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I wish the match was longer, but whatever. They fought through a commercial that I got to see because when you watch live, they put a picture in picture. All right then. And then Jinder cut a promo when he says that, hey, no one remembers what the Pajabi prison match is despite us showing a bunch of photos and video of it. So I'm going to bring it to the arena next week. Check it out. Cool. And then I asked someone, well, that's a that's a far distance to carry that gigantic structure. It's got to be, like, somewhere in the Northeast, right? No, it's in Birmingham, Alabama. Sure. They're going to take this big old structure all the way down there, and then within five days, bring it back up. Sure. That's stupid. And I don't understand why they're doing this. Why do they do anything? Because wrestling. Because wrestling. David Woods and Jey Uso had a match. I wonder why. Rated R Superstar. Oh, boy. Yeah, they kept showing, like, clips from the 
from the rap battle, but not that clip, which is very interesting. Oh, I wonder why. Like, isn't that what this match is built around? That clip? But no, don't show it, okay. Anyway, partway through the match, uh, the other me- members of the New Day and uh, Jimmy Uso were thrown out by the referee. Oh, no. And uh, on his own, Xavier Woods won with an elbow from across the ring while Jay was caught up in the ropes. Sure. Fine. He kind of throws a monkey wrench into the whole Uso's beef of, hey, we keep getting outnumbered by the New Day, that's why we keep losing thing, but whatever. Uso crazy. Um, Naomi had was in Shane's office with her crazy looking belt and said... Did she bring it to the floor? Nah, she just stood the whole time. But Unfortunate. I know. But she asked about uh, who her, she was going to defend the title against because she does not want to fight Lana again. Oh no! And uh, all of a sudden, as it, ha- as it tends to do on SmackDown, the entire roster shows up in, in the office and all argue. And Shane says, you know what? At Battleground, we're going to have a five-way elimination match, and the winner fights Naomi at SummerSlam. Sure, fine. Which bummed me out, because then I don't get to see Naomi's entrance at Battleground. True, you don't. That's that's a shame. Also, this maybe match... She'll, hey, maybe she'll be on commentary. Who knows? Maybe. Also, this match will be no good. Oh. Because when you have too many women in the match... And you don't give them a lot of time, it just gets rushed. Oh. Come on, I've 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 tried this before. I got excited. Oh, they're gonna have this big match at SummerSlam or at at the WrestleMania with all the women. It's gonna be great. They'll plenty. They'll give them plenty of time. No, they didn't. It's true. I I cannot disagree with that. So I, I'm not gonna get burned again by this. So I'm going in with low expectations. Fair enough. Oh, oh, by the way, the five participants are Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Natalia, um, Tamina, and Lana. Okay, so the women on the main on the roster. The Charlotte, Charlotte is pissed off that Lana's in this match because she sucks at wrestling. Fair. True. But yeah, after they all leave, uh, the person you forgot. The one with the briefcase showed up. She, oh, right. Yeah. Remember the briefcase? No. Well, she handed a petition to Shane McMahon's asking, uh, from her lawyer, asking the decision on Ellsworth to be reversed. He looked at it, ripped up in the shreds, and said, nah, we're good. There you go. All the women are involved. Yay. Yay. Also, he set up a tag match for later in the night. His tag match is player. Yay. How do you feel about Nakamura and Baron Corbin? Yay. They're cool. One's a wolfman with a briefcase, and the other guy is uh, the rock star. Artiste, thank you. No, the artiste is a different person. Oh, sorry, my mistake. Of course. It's fine. Anyway, Nakamura does a full entrance, which they continue to slowly improve, which makes me happy. And uh, 
Then Barry Corbin comes out with his creepy uh, turn the city in the darkness entrance. And as soon as he gets to the bottom of the ramp, Nakamura says, well, actually, fuck you. I'm going to punch you in the face. And they brawl, and that's it. There's no match. Okay, then. Because they're going to have a match at Battleground! Yay! Hey, I get to see Nakamura's entrance. I'm I'm happy. I, I enjoy the Nakamura. Philadelphia crowd will actually sing along to his song on, like, this San Antonio crowd, which did not. Messed up. They're bad people. Texas is a bad state. Been established. Well, then we had that tag match with Becky Lynch and Charlotte against Natalia and Tamina. It's fine. Whole point Hooray of, for fine. Whole point of it is for Lana to uh, to come down, get on the apron to distract Charlotte, while Tamina does a blind tag to Natalia, but stays on the apron. So Charlotte turns around, tries to put the figure eight on Natalia, eats a super kick, and gets pinned. Hooray. I'm curious what the Lana Tamina thing is. I, I want to know what their deal is. Do you care about uh, the power of love? Nope. Why? It's a curious thing. It makes one man weep. It makes another man go insane and bash someone over the head with the with a glass vase. Okay, then. Well, let me give you some context for that. So, um, Maria goes to the locker room, the male locker room, knocks on the door, and asks for Sammy Zane. Chad Gable refers to, to Zane as Sammy Wow Wow for some reason, and says he's... What? That, that's his nickname for him. He's Sammy Wow Wow. I, I don't know. Chad Gable's a weird guy. Says he hasn't seen him, but will tell, tell Sammy that... The first lady of of SmackDown Live is looking for him. Doesn't take long because they go to a commercial. When they come back, Sami Zayn is standing there while Maria and Mike are just smooching each other. And he goes, "Uh, you asked for me." And Maria wants an apology because he keeps fucking up around them. Sami's response is, "Uh, actually, every time I've done that, I've apologized to you immediately after." And I'm getting kind of tired of apologizing because I'm kind of losing the plot here. Uh, do you guys even, like, do anything? Like, Good question. Like, did, like Mike, do you are you a wrestler here? Do you do the wrestle thing? Because I'm trying to be a wrestle man and do wrestling on the wrestle show. And then they go, well, or, or actually, are you the lover and the Maria's the fighter? To which oh. Maria slaps him in the face. Uh, Mike does a double take, grabs a vase full of flowers behind him, and just obliterates it over Sammy's head. Sure. And just knocks him out. It's awesome. I like this feud. It's I like feuds that are built up by them not doing the same match over and over again. There. The, the women's division. Yep. So, I'm, I'm on board. I hope that this culminates to a match at Battleground. Because I like Sammy Zayn. Also, I, also, I've never seen Mike Bennett wrestle, so I want to see if he's actually good. <laughs> then we get to the best segment of the night. Have you seen what Brazango did? No, I didn't. 
Okay, so they're in San Antonio, right? Mm-hmm. So, what do you think they're going to do for the Fashion Files? I don't know. They're not going to do the Fashion Files. What? They're going to do Runway Walker Texas Rangers. God damn it. With a dumb end, like video and theme. It's set to this weird theme of them singing about them being sexy uh, Fashion Rangers. With, uh, cli- sure. with, with clips of them. Uh, some some B-roll of uh, Texas, and footage of Chuck Norris from Survivor Series 94. Okay. And it says, starring Tyler Breeze, starring uh, Fandango, and featuring Chuck Norris. And then, slowly fading in above, featuring Chuck Norris says, in parentheses, not really. <laughs> So the whole bit is that they're backstage with the uh, with Tyler Breeze having a lasso and Fandango riding a hobby horse named Tully. Okay. And they're trying to get figure out who wrecked their office. Oh no! It's that they see someone on the horizon. They're going to interview or interrogate, and Fandango says, "I'm going to go ahead. You at the right moment, you lasso them because apparently Tyler Breeze has the lasso of truth." So, so Fandango goes up to Zack Ryder with his horse, has Zack Ryder uh, park it for him, which is essentially just put the horse on a ladder that was backstage, and interrogates him before Tyler Breeze, before he springs for Tyler Breeze, and Tyler Breeze shows up just with the lasso all around him, tangled up, because he doesn't know how lassos work. Makes sense. And uh, because it's a truth lasso, he asks, uh, um, uh, Zack Ryder asked Tyler um, so when you dress up in disguise do you wear a bra and Tyler Breeze's response is of course I do I'm not a hippie <laughs> Mojo shows up and is the only sane person because he doesn't understand anything what's going on says that at the, at the backlash the situation was that they were looking for Shane McMahon and for Dan and Brian to get a title shot. They don't know what happened to their office. They they leave. Okay. And Nango goes to get his horse. It's missing. <clears throat> Someone stole the horse. You know what it was? What? They, they, they say together, well, actually one of them says ghosts, the other one says aliens. They, tr- they try again. They flip it. And then they decide, oh my god, it was Ghost Aliens. Oh no! To which the end thing, instead of being a Texas Ranger thing, is just says the Fashion X-Files. <laughs> the truth is not H. I-, I love this segment. You should go watch it. It's pretty dumb. I didn't do it any justice. And since I talked about that segment so much, I'm just going to say the Kevin Owens, Rusev versus Styles John Cena match was fine. Surprising though when John Cena pinned Kevin Owens with an AA because he can't beat the person he's going to be fighting at the pay-per-view and John Cena always wins. That's SmackDown. I give it a thumbs up. Okay then. I'm don't like what they're doing with some things, but overall, it's an enjoyable show. Television. Hmm? All right, John, now here's the part where uh, we talk about NXT, and I'm looking at our show notes, 
And there's nothing here. Yeah, there's nothing there. Um, talk to me about NXT, John. Hey, there was a there was a tag team championship match. John, you can't just talk about the main event. Come on, there was so much stuff on this episode. I know. We saw the Velveteen Dream. We saw. We saw a May Young Classic qualifying match. We did. That's a big deal. The girl that I can't remember her name of looked great. You should have wrote it down. Yeah, I, I didn't get anyone's name, honestly. Well, how about after this, we're done recording, you write some notes so that when we put the notes up, it's not just blank. Oh, fine. But I will talk to you about NXT because one of the highlights for me was uh, a video package for uh, Street Profits. Street Profits is pretty okay. Hey, John, remember a few, about earlier this year I went to an NXT house show and I mm-hmm. mentioned how this tag team was more over than Ty Dillinger and were like the hottest thing on the entire show? Mm-hmm. That was Street Profits. Okay. They actually gave them a name now, but that's that's who these guys are, and they are the greatest thing in NXT right now. I hope they go all the way with them having red and white shoes. All right, then. Because the crowd in Philadelphia was super into it. Now that I actually pulled up some NXT stuff to talk about, uh, the opening match was Aleister Black against a debuting Bobby Fish. The debut of Bobby Fish? Bobby Fish is kind of a big fucking deal. I've heard this. He's a fish man. He is a fish man. Also, he went toe-to-toe with Aleister Black. He sure did. Good match. It was a very good match. I mean, Aleister Black won because of course he did, but... I mean, of course he did. He's... Amsterdam Undertaker. Yeah, but it's not often that someone who debuts loses. That is true. So, yeah. The the girl we were talking about from the qualifying match is named Vanessa Bourne. Hmm. Uh, she beat uh, Jamie Hitchie in the, their qualifying match, and uh, she looked good. I, she impressed me. The other girl didn't so much. Yeah, definitely. Like they picked the right one to win. They sure did. So I'll be curious to see how she does in the actual tournament. Johnny Gargano cut a promo. He sure did. I, it, I, it, it, I, is it me or did it feel like it ended super abruptly? Yeah, it did. Did they cut it? I don't know. Because it sounded like you was in the middle of like a thought and it just ended. I, was like, I really don't know. Like, That's really weird. I feel like there should have been more to this, but oh well. He'll be yeah, at, he'll, that part was weird, he'll, but he'll be whatever. He'll the Brooklyn show, because of course he will. Yay! You gonna go to the Brooklyn show? I mean, I'd like to, but I probably can't. Oh. Shame. Then the main event was the tag team title match with the Altars of Pain against Heavy Machinery. I had a, I had a good joke about this. Right, it was their weights were too staked to box with God. You, I, I, I can't, I can't do anything else about that. You, you nailed it. I, I can't I can't I can't do anything, John. You you nailed it. <laughs> John says the pain retained. Boom shakaloo. 
match. Yeah. I mean, you do. It, it was a hossy ass hoss match. You summed it up. The, the weights and the stake and the shakes and the stakes. Stakes and weights, man. It's over. They're still really shirt. good, but, you know. What? I guess I'm not surprised that the Authors of Pain won this, to be quite well, honest. Well, yeah, the commentary straight up said that, you know, this is kind of early for them to be going for the titles. They're not really yep. cohesive as a team yet. And they were right. And they didn't win. Yep. But after the match, a more cohesive team came out. I didn't see this. Oh, sanity. They were like, hey, Authors of Pain, fuck off. Wait, was it Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane? And. Oh, yeah. So, wait, are you telling me that Killian Dane is going after both the tag titles and the NXT title? Seemingly. He's cool. I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, I. I would be totally stoked if they did the if they did the thing where Sanity has every single belt. Well, I would have them have each of them have different belts, but that's my opinion. Like I would have Eric Young have a, a belt, whilst yeah. the other two have tag belts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, but I'm saying Killing Dane is going after both the tag and the NXT title. Yeah, but clearly you give. Dane and, and Wolf, the tag titles, and then Eric Young gets the championship because he's the fucking main dude, and then Nikki gets the, the women's championship. I don't see that happening in Brooklyn, though. I don't see it happening in Brooklyn either, but... Maybe at the uh, Survivor Series one. Wherever that's being held. Because I could totally see, let's say, Ember Moon getting the title and then losing it at the next... Takeover to Nikki Cross because let's be honest, NXT doesn't really like a face champion. Yeah, and I don't like Ember Moon. I like Nikki Cross. Oh, he'll turn. Is that it for the episode? You don't want to talk about that Velveteen Dream promo? What about it? He got interviewed and he was cool. Is that it? Yeah, that's about it. Okay. I like the Velveteen Dream. He's cool. Of course he is. You were questioning it at first. You're like, I don't know about this. And I was like, don't worry about it. It's fine. He's Jimmy Anderson's Prince. You're right. I'm, I, I'm right about 80% of the time. That's about I mean, in fairness, that. though, like... When they first started doing it, they didn't... They weren't quite leaning into it yet. And then they started really leaning into it, and they made it good. Mm-hmm. They sure did. Indeed. Now, is that it for this episode? That is it for NXT. It was a good show. Is that it for Heel Turn? That's it for Heel Turn, a production of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool. It's our good-ass website where we talk about wrestling and all sorts of other stuff. There's Check a, it out. There's a review up for Great Balls of Fire. There is. There's an about last night for this week's SmackDown. There is. There's nothing up for Raw. I'll, I'll get something up. You don't you. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, check us out a whole bunch of places. 
Um, we got a Facebook at facebook.com slash PWDOTC. We have a Twitter at The Heel Turn. You can find us there. Uh, we stream this podcast live every Wednesday starting at 9 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash ozone online and mixler.com slash zonecast. Yep. Shout outs to Will from the internet and for Rhythm Bastard for joining us in the Twitch chat. Shout out to Rhythm Bastard. We should talk more about Tasselmania, bro. Nope. Just saying. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore ozone. You can find me on Twitter at I am John GM, and also you can do two other things. What's that? You can find this podcast at zonecast.com where you find some other cool podcasts. Mm-hmm. And you can give us money if you like this uh, content that we do, because we are all supported by viewers like you, listeners like you, I guess, over at patreon.com slash PWC. Yep. For a for just a dollar a month. You can get the sh- all past and present and future show notes for Heel Turn, uh, along with a bunch of other exclusive stuff. If we get more Patreon subscribers, whoa! Like, would you like commentary tracks for WWE Network pay per views? We could do that if we have the funding. But it's literally three hours of our life that gets taken away. Sure is. Yeah, and you can't put a price on that. I mean, you can. We we did. That's what I'm saying. You can put a price on that. Oh, okay. All right, John. We're gonna head out. Uh, you you what next week is? Wrestling week. Yes, yes, it is. Because next week, I'm going to have my WWE Battleground predictions. Oh God! Right, that's next week. Because Battleground is a week from Sunday. And I will be attending that pay-per-view in person. Hooray! Live from the greatest city in the world, Philadelphia. I'm very excited. Hooray! I'm going to see that stupid pajabi prison in person. And I'll post pictures about it over uh, at Dungeon Rose on Twitter. I'm sure the other stuff will retweet it. Alright, John, let's head out of here. And uh, we'll be back next week with another, with another exciting, exciting episode of heel turn and until then y'all come back now you hear this podcast is a part of the zonecast network Produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.